Welcome to Hot Plate, a post-foodie podcast. I'm your host, Joshna Maharaj. Today on Hot Plate with Elaine Duff. Not all patios are created equal, making indoor dining safe, cocktail curfews, and that tequila is the new vodka. Hello, everyone. Today we have a special guest host on the show, Elaine Duff is an accomplished professional with more than 20 years within the beverage and alcohol industry. Working for the two largest drinks companies in the world, AB InBev and Diageo Wine and Spirits, has earned her a solid track record of working as a mixologist, luxury spirits brand ambassador, and brand strategist. Elaine's infectious passion for cocktails and polished presentation skills made her in-demand speaker at trade shows around the world. Diageo's go-to person for media being one of the most requested mixology experts on Spike TV's hit Bar Rescue um, and being Andy Cohen's favorite bartender on set for Watch What Happens Live. In September 2017, Elaine created her own consultancy company, Duff on the Rocks, through which she works with brands to develop on and off trade strategy, sales and education solutions. Hi, Elaine. How you doing? Ah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. It's been, uh, well, I can say great, but it's been an interesting month. So indeed, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all I can say about life. Definitely an interesting moment. Yes. Um, so we are going to, uh, we're going to have another awesome chat today, but we have a little more drinking and dining kind of angle on our conversations today. Woo-hoo! Uh, so you are you are talking to us from New York. Well, mm-hmm. I'm here in Toronto, uh, and so I'm not sure what the New York vibe is, but Canadians love a patio, mm-hmm. right? We love a patio. I think it largely is because our patio season is quite limited, right? And there are running jokes about how the minute in the winter, the minute we see uh, a drop of water from an icicle that has melted, <laughs> we're we're like hoodies are on and we are out there Absolutely. because that is the start of patio season. So obviously the pandemic has had incredible impacts uh, on our restaurant industry in our beverage and food industry has taken a massive, massive hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the ways that our, that Toronto has dealt with it, uh, the mayor has really put together these, they, they've, they've taken over uh, lanes of traffic on the road and they've yep. created these little patios mm-hmm. um, and it's like maybe eight, 10 seats, okay. right? Distance, you know, safely distanced. Um, and so I went to, and I, I've driven by them and I, it's a little bit curious because it feels really kind of congested and like in the middle of the road ish, which is less charming and more potentially unsafe just in my <laughs> eyes. Right. And so That's I was a- like, you got to try it. You got to try it. Mm-hmm. And so I went out, uh, and I sat in this patio, but the thing is you're like the, the structure of the patio was largely like brightly colored construction Okay. Uh, bits, you know what I mean? Like the cones and the, the yellow and black stripey scenario literally around your table and chairs. That's not very charming. Right? It's, <laughs> well, this is it, right? And I was like, ah, the whole is not greater than the sum of the parts here. Technically, yes, I'm sitting outside uh, on a patio drinking a, yes, technically that is what's happening. But I am like the, the inches from my face, mm-hmm. a truck has just whizzed <laughs> by. That doesn't sound very fun at well, all. Well, and I don't, relaxing. right? I don't. This is it, right? And so, and so, at the same time, uh, I had I had seen a story uh, about what the charm of French, you know, and particularly Parisian mm-hmm. al fresco dining is, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the story there? And it was it was interesting because when I read that piece, 
one of the bits that it talked about was the fact that it was so leisurely and pleasurable. Mm -hmm. right and that the french will go and they're cool with sitting there for 15 minutes before the order gets taken and then another 20 minutes before the coffee and the pastry shows up because there's all these beautiful people to look at Uh and they're sitting there in their well-dressed french glory um (laughs) and it's all just really sort of like joyful and you know and it's just a really stark comparison oh yeah between that romance and me on like Young Street with uh, delivery trucks whizzing past my head, <laughs> te- technically saying that I'm sitting outside uh, doing that. But uh, I'm, I'd love to know what your perspective is on stuff like this, particularly as as a drinks person, as a server, and as somebody who likes to sort of sponsor to support that conviviality that way. Uh, and what are you seeing? What does New York have to say about stuff like this? See. We have, I will say it's New York is doing really well when it comes to outdoor dining. Obviously okay. the, the restaurants are suffering uh, tremendously right now. Um, and a lot of them are going out of business, but the ones that have really embraced the outdoor dining, they have taken it all the way. I mean, it looks like Paris here. It, it's like all these really? beautiful, oh, it's gorgeous. Everybody has really stepped their game up and keeps like upping the ante to the person next door to them. So all of them have little outside, like, flower boxes and they have beautiful umbrellas and little canopies and like you're sitting in this you know some people put in potted plants and like trees oh you know and string lights it's beautiful oh there we go yeah you walk down third avenue which is generally not very attractive for where i live and it's lovely it's like all these beautiful restaurants outside and all these people are sitting outside having a lovely meal i mean it really is stunning um i'm impressed by how people have really uh taken this to a whole that new is level. Uh, that's lovely to know yeah. um and well uh i'm not sure if the weather stuff has hit you guys just yet but up here uh the those outdoor propane heaters mm-hmm. you know they're sort of pretty ones that you can that you know that you can put around we you, you can't they're hard you can't find them anywhere oh yeah right? oh i've all heard run. that I've heard all that. sold out you cannot find these things oh yeah i've heard that from people that they, they went to go get them and they were already gone but i've also then heard other people say oh, i went to home depot and there was tons of them so um it has been this catch you know 22 and obviously the weather just dipped last night uh okay. and and it's a little bit still pleasant enough to be outside as long as you have a jacket on yep um and we now have 25 percent indoor dining here so a few people are sitting inside yes we have the same game happening here right so it, it is i see people and there's a lot of people talking about the ventilation i know we're going to talk about it a little bit but when it comes to paris and sitting outside i've had you know i you probably have had the pleasure of you know walking through the cobblestone streets and the people sitting outside yeah. and waiting 15 minutes nobody in new york city is waiting 15 minutes for no anything. no <laughs> the thought think. of it started making me itch yeah right waiting 15 minutes just to get before your order even gets taken yeah oh, no no way like it's something it's so funny every time i travel uh, with my daughter and she's we've taken her around the world and I always have to say to her, like, or just even the country in America, I'm like, just add an extra 15 minutes to everything. And she's like, what? I'm just, just in your mindset, if you right. think this is going to take 15 minutes longer than I'm expecting, you'll relax <laughs> and everything's right. more pleasurable. But I appreciate their, like, I love the fact they sit outside. You don't see people on phones. They just have a newspaper. They drink in a coffee. They're appreciate. They're just in conversation. They have so much seem to talk about. They just seem to like life is just right pleasurable all the time you know there's just something about it i envy them in that way 
I it, well, that. it definitely does seem to be a, a different set of priorities than the yes. ones we're rolling with, right? Yes. Clearly something is different. Than the I don't need to work. I can just sit here and have coffee. With I my, look my fabulous. Like, why That's do it. I need to do that thing? <laughs> I love so, that. yeah, this isn't the urgency. It's about enjoying life, you know? What is that? Joy to be? Uh, or... it, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, and like the, the Canadian version of that is is blankets and gloves uh, right and and being huddled up with a warm cocktail, right? Yeah. The, the, the next move is there. You have a nice hot boozy cocktail uh, that you're enjoying outside, and that makes it all work. As, I've actually seen somebody say BYOB, which is bring your own blanket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys see people like lugging their blanket in their big Whole Foods, you know, and then like that is really them, cute, which would be really cute. So I don't know. I'm right. enjoying it. I hope it lasts for a while. Me too. <laughs> What I would love to talk about today, I don't know if you've noticed, like the restaurant industry has a little bit been behind when it comes to technology and something that the pandemic has really kind of brought to the forefront is suddenly we're all tech savvy, right? So all these new techs, technologies are coming out of the woodwork. Things that other countries have been using for years uh, are now being embraced by people here in the North, in the, uh, in the North America. Yes. Um, you know, things like uh, QR codes. Totally. Are, you guys using, are you using QR codes up in Canada? Not so much. There was a brief bit, but I do remember to your point, I remember being in China and yeah. seeing them everywhere. Right? Everywhere. Even to the nice little lady who was grilling oysters on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. She had a little, plastic flap where her QR code was for the WeChat payment. Yes. No, absolutely. I mean, I travel a lot to like Korea and China. They all have QR codes and it's so convenient. It's just like point your phone over, you totally. hit your picture and suddenly And the like, sanitation, right? Nobody had to, yes. to wash their hands or take their hands out of anything. You just dealt with yeah. it there. Made sense. It makes sense. So here in the States, at least in New York, we're seeing a lot more of that. So you'll go to a table and there'll be like a QR code on the table and you just okay. like- and it's great because I just hit, you know, the tech, you know, my phone and camera and it pops up the menu and you can look through the menu and then you can just right. pay. You can pay through that same thing. Like yes. the check will come back up and that, that way also the waiter doesn't have to keep coming over. Yes, that's right. And you don't, the, this is about no, no same hands on the same laminated card of the menu. Right. Right. That's the point. Yes. I think that's the point. It's like everybody wants things that are a little less, you know, you're touchy feely. So you don't have to keep using hand sanitizer or I also don't need the waiter coming over to me as often. Cause every time he comes up, like I was taught like through eater, they give like a polite guide of like what you should do, uh, you know, about your mask. Oh yes, yes, yes. I put mine back on every time they come over. I try to do the same thing. Yeah. I I think that is respectful and and fair. Yeah. I think it's respectful and fair. So Every time they come over now, I have to like keep my eye out, like if they're going to come over so I can put it back on. Yeah. And I'm like, so or you I'm do like, that, like let it dangle off of one yes, ear so one you ear. can just yank it back up quickly. Exactly. Totally. Which is really annoying. So the less they have to come over to me, I think it's better for them and it's better for me. So the other thing also, how about the credit card machine at the table? Does Canada do that? I forget. We, we have a little, we have a mobile unit now. That comes okay. to the table. Yes. Which comes to the table. Europe's been doing that for years. Yes. Like you, you, your credit card never leaves your table. Exactly. And the notion that you would, because here when debit payments came to be a mm-hmm. thing, we the, there was no pin pad. Like they could take your mm-hmm. credit card and do it, but the pin pad wasn't, uh, the remote pin pad wasn't a thing. So you'd have to get up and go to the spot like behind the bar where the, mm-hmm. where the terminal was to enter your pin pad and take care of the transaction. Right. Like, look, in 2020, feels like a ridiculously 
It feels like a ridiculous thing. thing to do. That they, they hand me a check, right? I have to yeah. give my credit card. They have yeah. to go away. Then they have to come back with the check. Then I have to do the thing. It's like, why? Why is this a thing? So I love the fact I've only seen it in a few places. And I was like, oh my God, thank the Lord. They came over the machine. They let you see all the thing. You know, you got your bill. You saw all the stuff. You got to put your tip in. You just gave me your credit card right there. Right. Never left your hand. And I'm like, oh. So there's some good things happening here. Like we're starting to catch up and embrace technology and I, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, have you seen, so indoor dining, right? You said indoor dining yes. is happening. Yep. Yep. We're doing it. We're doing, You're doing it. it. Right. So are all the windows and doors, are people talking about ventilation? hundred percent. And HVAC retrofits and all kinds of stuff is on the table now for a conversation. Definitely. It is on, is on the table. So I know you sent over an article, which I thought was really interesting. So, uh, you know, about people using different technology. And it's so true. So there was an article here in Eater and they were talking about like Libernadan is using an iron ionization. So basically it is a model where the, the particles go in the air, they grab anything in the air and they pull it back into the HV right system the, the HVAC, it, yes. and then the HVAC and put it back out there so I was wow. like that sounds pretty cool it's not proven though so there's still like it's in, that's a brand new right um, and whether or not whether or not uh, this particular safe. virus uh, gets caught in the you know what I mean yes. that's effectively strained out is to be determined but the other one right is UV light UV light's been around since 1930 yes yes <laughs> Like 1930s, we just never embraced it, like because we didn't have to, right? It was just you, it. Use, you use it in hospitals and stuff like that. Right. So there are now restaurants. I know Danny Myers Hospitality, and they put it out. They have UV light and ionization, right? So they are using it to like That's in amazing. the air, which is like helping clean, you know, keep the air purified. So I'll feel safer. How about you? Will you feel safer if you knowing those technologies are in place? I, I definitely appreciate the thoughtfulness, right? Because I def I definitely have sat in a thought about restaurants and when and bars, right? And when they are fun, they are often you're often elbow to elbow with other people, mm -hmm. right? And the ceilings aren't always super high, and so the you know in in a climate where we have to be so careful about the vapors leaving our mouths, mm -hmm. uh, I was like I was like oh that's just thinking I was like we are never gonna go <laughs> we're never gonna get back in there, right? And so. The idea that there is another, there is a technology that can actually support that or can help to some degree with at least just moving that air around and not having it be stagnant air that we're yes. all sort of, you know, exchanging with each other feels, that does feel safer. It does feel, I mean, because to be honest with you, am I going to be a little wary about going into a bar that has low ceilings and I don't feel like the ventilation is there? I'm no. probably not going in. Not, Me too. Not, Me not, not for a while. The thing that's, the hard part is, is that, this is kind of, and the article was talking about, there's the haves and the haves not. So like Danny Meyer of Union House can afford to spend $10,000. Yes. Right. But if you're like a mom and pop, like you can do the HVAC system, maybe you can put some vent, but like, you know, you can't just get away with blowing your air conditioner anymore. You're going to have to put something in place. And yes. do you have the money to do it? People are barely surviving. This is it for, for, for restaurants that are teetering on the edge uh, to make such a capital investment in something that might, that won't guarantee that the people will walk back through the door again, right? Right, yeah. So It's, it's not like, a guarantee. It's, it's not a maybe. guarantee. It's yeah. a maybe. So I think like reviewers are going to start going out. It's like I where you sit feel safe and where you don't feel safe. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but I would like, I would actually like them to do a thing. Like they would have a rating. 
I would, I would too. I'd be, I'd really be curious to see how we are understanding this experience that way. Yeah. Cause I'm excited. I want to sit at a bar. I know. I know. I really I, do too. I miss just sitting at that bar. So yeah. So I, I look forward to the technology advancing and maybe it'll be affordable for all the restaurants to have, and it'll just be a staple forever. Right. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Absolutely. So I'm sure you've seen this, that the, one of the biggest topics that a lot of people are talking about right now is curfews. Right. Um, yes. the, the UK has definitely been making a huge, a huge stink about this. Um, and rightfully so. Um, they even know because they just got reduced down to a 10 p.m. curfew. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And which is a big deal because normally pubs, they're closed around midnight. And this is a new change for them. Yes. And and that's a huge difference. in because most people like 20 to 30, right? They don't go out until 9 no, o'clock. In, you're right. That 10 p.m. to 12, that 10 p.m. to midnight is like prime drinking hour, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like Milk and Honey in London, who was planning to stay open until at least Christmas, and it's one of the, it's been open for 18 years. They just closed because they wow. were like, they were like, A, they couldn't negotiate with the landlord, but two, they were like, when the 10 p.m. curfew came in, like, that's our business model. Like, we do yeah. most of our business in those two hours. Right, exactly. And now we can't do any of that at all. Yeah. So it's crazy. And I know here in New York, it's weird because people don't, talk about it a lot but i know it's a reality like bars have to close at 11 right so okay. I, I think they have to serve their last drink around 10 30 um yep. and then 11 o'clock and then they have to start clearing people out what's it like in toronto we have something very similar after after this past week uh has shown spikes infection spikes happening among people aged 20 to 39 mm -hmm. so then the premier uh responded to that uh, and and the, the mayor followed with a curfew. Uh, I believe we were at 11 o'clock as well for bars, restaurants, and strip clubs. Got to got to put the strip clubs. <laughs> Key piece. And all the all the all the newspaper all the pieces are just talking about the restrictions on strip clubs, which is fast. It's just cute. Of, of course they do. But the funny thing is here for here, if you're a bar, you're not open at all because if you uh, you have to serve food. Right. Yes. And if they can't serve food, they can't open. So yep. that's been a big problem that like there's that bars and then there's restaurants and they're not the same. And a lot of people group them the same. Yes. But they are very different models. And if you're a bar right now and you have no way of serving food, you're just not open at all. And you're probably just going to close. Um, but the 11 p.m. curfew is hard. The problem here is the government hasn't done a good job of letting the consumer know. Like nobody knows this is a thing. Oh, really? No, nobody knows this. Nobody at all. I so then the this. server is breaking the news to the people. Yes. Oh, yes. That sucks. The bars themselves have to tell. They have to put it on their Instagrams and their. But like, there is no stories in the news. Eater doesn't like nobody talks about it. It's it's just not commonly known. So the the customer is showing up at ten thirty and being like, "Hey, I want to get a drink." And they're like, "Well, we're calling last call." And they're like, "What?" Oh, and so, like, but I just got here. I yeah. just got here. So like, they're having to like jam drinks down their throat. <laughs> like, here you go. Amazing. Down so they're shotgunning whatever they can between they, ten thirty and eleven. It's awful. I was talking to my friend Southern Teague, who has a bar downtown, Mario Margo, which is a classic bar. And he's like, you know, we're the one educating our customer so they know. And we're saying, hey, get here at nine. Like, right. get here at eight. Like, we need, if you want to have a night out, like, you're just going to have to change your drinking habit. That's it. That's and they exactly still it. haven't done it yet. Like, I go, I know that. I saw me eating dinner at six, which I never did before. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm like an old person now. Instead of eating dinner at eight, it's like six o'clock. But yep. 
you get used to it. But yeah, the younger customer who's spreading the seed, not so much. That is fascinating. Well, the, it's so funny. To, like, I'm very surprised that it is that that is a curious secret to keep. Yeah. Um. Right. Because uh, conversely, over here, it's like everywhere you turn, we have a, a like a, a 24 hour news run. CP24 is mm-hmm. happening here in Toronto. And every time I looked at it for the past two or three days, it's been like curfew, strip club curfew, not even the <laughs> bars and restaurants. It's just all that anybody is concerned about reporting is yeah. our strip club curfew. Right? Strip club, all, life would not go on if the strip club you just just <laughs> and 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 arrange yourselves appropriately, friends, because this is what's happening. Uh, it is pretty widespread. Yeah. Uh, and we're seeing it like we're seeing it very clearly in the way that restaurants will make reservations. Oh, yeah. That, that makes, right. That uh, like they're not even really offering like uh, any place where you'd go to have a, a tasting menu. Mm-hmm. Like eight o'clock is too late now. Right. That, that right. Makes, that makes it sense. takes two because it's not. And I actually have a, a reservation for dinner at seven, which is I haven't had that early a dinner reservation <laughs> yeah. in a very long time. I'm eating so much. Early. So, yeah, no, it's a big thing here. And the bars are complaining. They're like, that's when we do our biggest business. And like. So, you know, here in New York, because the customer is not aware and because most bars do, you know, usually their business is spread out across the evening. You know, it's like they'll do a little at five, a little at six, a little, and then they get busier over the night. But maybe it would go to two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in yeah. the morning. Now it's like they have 10 to 11 and it's just crunch time. It's like because the people are showing up, they're trying to get at least two or three drinks in them. And like so it just causes all this chaotic stress. Uh, for the bar owners, for the patrons, it's not as relaxing. So it, it is. And it takes longer to get a drink. Yes. Right. Just the process of ordering a drink takes longer than it does. Ugh. Right. And so I feel like I feel like then you're like, just give me a double. You know what I mean? Let me if, if this much. is all I got. I got to pound it back and let's deal with this. Yeah. And then most bars are also talking about they just shorten their menus. So they have limited options and that yep. way they can just deal with it and they can batch a lot of drinks just to get them out faster. And they're also offering to go so people can then take it with them um, right. with to go, which is which is, a, you know, an option they have to have. And thankfully, it's going to continue for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I was really quite delighted. Actually, I think the the idea of a to go cocktail is a dream. Oh yeah, Very I had it first uh, when I was in South Beach. Mm-hmm. The fact that you'd buy one and get one to go—that's <laughs> right—and then they gave me this thing in like a a liter deli container with a bubble tea straw. <laughs> And legitimately, we're like totally. I'm the this Canadian inside of me was like, "Are you kidding? That's I can just walk down the street drinking? Really? Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes, it is. And so, yeah, it's it's a whole new world. So let's talk about tequila. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So tequila is my favorite uh, of all the spirits. People ask me all the time, they're like, what's your favorite? What you like to drink? And I, I really do like a variety of things, but um, I really love tequila. Tequila is like my upper. Okay, do you like get a, a strong drink. response from people when you tell them that tequila is your drink of choice? No, you know, it's funny. It's as I was like, tequila has become more embraced. I think tequila has become the spirit that went from the thing you drank in college and you were dancing right. at a bar to things that to they've done a good job of now remarketing how people perceive tequila. So okay. now it's becoming a more sophisticated spirit. Um, and people are proud of what tequila they drink. They talk about it and they realize it's more of a sipping oh. cocktail. So it's a, right. This, I mean, this is it. The notion of sipping tequila is something that is very new for a lot of people. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, the sipping tequila is very new. I think it's it, it all started. In, you know, there's a few things, right? So people started they started remarketing tequila. They started talking about the quality. If you look at any ads for tequila, it talks about the heritage and the, yes. how they're cultivated. And there's all this farm to table kind of like notion of like the people and the and the culture behind it. Totally so it gives a sophistication. Then you have right. Then you have the celebrities. Right. So you have uh, who, who they, Chris Knopf has his own tequila. You have, okay. uh, uh, wait, I, I actually wrote down. So George Clooney. Uh, of course he does. Has his own own tequila. And Diageo just bought that tequila. So Diageo, for those who don't know, is the largest drinks company in the world. Owns brands like Don Julio and Bullet Bourbon and things of that nature. So they just did a partnership with him. Um, so celebrities are talking about drinking tequila. So, But then there's also Avion. Uh, is yes. that in fact a real tequila? Yes, it is a real. Or was tequila. that just fabricated for entourage purposes? It was. It is. It, no, it, it was a tequila. They were very smart. So the gentleman who the gentleman who created Avion Tequila, they used the television show to market the brand. That was like that was that intentional. Yes. Okay. So very smart because I'm sure a lot smart. of people ran out to look for a bottle. Very oh, smart. Oh yes, because the consumer when we see things on TV then it becomes kind of a norm in place. And then you feel comfortable and more confident buying it because they don't have yep. the knowledge that I have or you have. You sure. know, or, so, you know, they need reassurance. So the more you see it commonplace, the more comfortable you'll feel and confident about your choice. Um, so I think the other thing is tequila has a cocktail, right? So that drives it. Everybody's had a margarita. Mm, okay. Yes, so of course. It's like a vehicle into your mouth. It's like yep. you feel it's the number one selling tequila drink in the world. It's one of the top five selling classic cocktails in the world. Huh, um, okay. So everywhere in the world, everybody knows what a margarita is. Um, not everywhere in the world do people drink tequila as much as we drink it here uh, in North America. I mean, how big is it in Canada? In, in America, it's very, very big. It is definitely growing. Yes. Right? It is definitely growing. We had a few local bits um, tromba, tromba blanca is a thing that we love, oh, yeah. especially up here. That's a good summertime angle mm -hmm. uh, for sure. But I feel like I, I feel like you have suggested that it is as much as the fact that tequila is the new vodka. That feels oh, like yeah. a mega thing to say. It is a mega uh, thing, right? To say. I never imagined that vodka's <laughs> presence would be, uh, you know what I mean, destabilized at all by something as uh, potentially polarizing as tequila because people have a lot of like PTSD responses to tequila, right? They, they do, but vodka, I have seen more people drinking uh, more tequila sodas being poured than vodka sodas. Ooh. Yeah. So I feel like I've never even thought about a tequila soda. Yeah, a tequila soda because people started drinking vodka sodas because A, it has no calories, right? Yep. Very limited calories besides yep. the vodka itself. Um, and so it became like the diet drink of choice. And it was like, I can get my buzz on, it's not low in calories yep. and it's, I can get it anywhere. Right. Yep. Yep. So now people, as they started adopting tequila, they're like, I don't want to drink the margarita, but I want to have a tequila and soda. Let's see how that, that plays out. Um, and there's a more flavor to it. Right. So it's an easier, it's like a softer, easier way of drinking the tequila, you know, it's more soda water. So I see a lot more people. I'm even seeing it in the canned cocktails. There's a tequila soda. Um, so people are jumping on that bandwagon. So yeah, no, it, in the Nelson. So here, I don't know if you have Nielsen reports uh, as common, but here in America, there, was, we have a, an equivalent, I'm sure. Okay. Not just that. Yes. So they basically like, they measure all of retailer sales. So, and everything, right. So in any, any category. So in spirits, they, they were talking about this year, even before the pandemic, that tequila was 
the fastest growing category. Uh, right. It is doubling its digits of sales that compared to last year. Um, so, Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the consumer definitely is adopting it. It's becoming like, okay. I even know like in my mom groups on the Upper East Side, like they all drink tequila. Whoa. And these are women like in their That's a big deal. 40s, like Upper East Side and tequila is like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, Elaine, you're going to make margaritas? Like, Elaine, can we, do you have any? What do you have? Like, that's their first drink of choice. So mom groups, I feel like red wine was the thing. And now it has, <laughs> now it has changed to t- that is a telltale sign it is a when t- the mom groups are on that is a cultural shift it's right? a culture i mean granted there's still a ton of rosé happening here but okay <laughs> <laughs> but they're you know it's rosé all day but they will start off with a tequila and they're totally comfortable with that like that's their drink of choice so i think it's slowly making it it's no longer taboo it's like accepted people have their brands that they're faithful to and they're like yep you have to have a tequila on your bar at home right um and and the tequila themselves are really uh, are really uh, improving beyond the chest burning uh, elixir that I remember in my university oh, days. Yeah, like everybody's drinking. They now know 100% blue agave is a tequila of choice. Like I know right, right. now, I'm drinking um, a so my my tequila of choice is like I love reposados. Yeah. So I don't generally make cocktails with. Well, I will make cocktails with a blanco. I will sip on a, an añejo or a reposado. So right now I'm drinking a Don Julio Reposado. I know you have some tequila over there. What do you? What do you... I also have a Reposado. This one's called Dobel, okay. uh, and it is smooth and sippy, delicious. It really is, right? Uh, good tequila. It really does have nuance and interest. Uh, and 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 I love the fact that we now have a little boozy moment on the podcast. <laughs> Cheers to cheers. you. This is, this is delicious. This is Thank you for sipping tequila. I love it. You know, it's a uh, an afternoon kind of kind of drink, and uh, yeah, mine has like mm. some chocolate notes to it, a little toast. It's just delicious. It's smooth. I also have to say that it is like it's a really efficient uh, shot to the place I want to be. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Just like like, like a little sip sippy on this, yeah. and you're like, woo! The jokes are flying. Things are loosened up. You're ready for anything the you're ready for the one hour that you have at the bar to, to pound back as many drinks as possible yeah for curfew sets and no and tequila for me has always been that upper like if i have whiskey at the end of the night i'm going yes. to bed and yep. i love whiskey but if i have tequila i'm ready to dance you know let's do this yeah i love it cheers to you thanks for that if you're enjoying our podcast you can support us at patreon.com slash hot pod Hot Plate is part of the Frequency Podcast Network. Please consider leaving us a rating or review. It helps others find us. You can follow me at Joshna Maharaj on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find Elaine on Twitter at Elaine underscore Duff and on Instagram at Duff on the Rocks. Hot Plate is produced by Mirella Amato and Dennis Coyne with original music by Dave Bell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.